Welcome back to another episode of Titanic Minute, your daily podcast where we discuss the movie Titanic minute by minute. I'm joined as always by my good friends Joe and Duff. What up? Hi. And uh, it's Wednesday, guys, so it's our it's Heart of the Ocean Wednesday. Today, our Heart of the Ocean joins us from the podcast Science Friction. You've also heard him as a regular guest on Star Wars Minute. We're joined by Serios Kokonos. Hey, how you guys doing? Great, man. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. Uh, so minute 38. We're 38 minutes into this movie. And uh, in this minute, Rose stands at the precipice of Titanic. She She's almost escaped from this terrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> she, no, she's t- actually running. She's running away from James Cameron right now, who's trying to sketch her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this, this minute starts with Rose just just running she's just booking it across to the stern of the ship she runs past people she knocks into an old couple she keeps running and she runs past like even in this like sort of aerial shot we see she runs past like some other people that just stand there and look at her so here's my question to you guys um this is a crying girl that's just running past everyone so what would you do in this situation if you're just sort of chilling out on the Titanic and all of a sudden there's this crying woman that's just out of control running past you? I wouldn't do anything. <laughs> wouldn't, I mean, who would? I'm on vacation. <laughs> the move is there's a crying girl. You go up to her and you're like, what's wrong? Did like some guy say something mean? I'm super nice. Why don't we like go get a drink downstairs where all the poor people are always <laughs> dancing all the time. Yeah. And just kind of like, you know, like we just get to know each other. Yeah, I think I think the problem here is is Jack was just a couple minutes late doing that. He he waited too long and it got more difficult for him. No, nope, you got to strike while the iron's hot. Duff, uh, what about you? What would you do in this situation? I I probably would not do anything, but I would definitely try to stake out a good spot to watch and see what happens. Yeah, we know. That's right. Uh, has this is this public knowledge about Duff? How much he loves to watch people break up? No, this isn't. We should. Uh... Well, now it is. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> I I mean, just generally observing the the human condition in times of strife uh, is a, a a hobby of mine. Um. Jack here is just chilling on the bench, looking at the stars, having a cigarette. Oh, two things. Just real oh, quick. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. That's a real sexy <laughs> thing that kids do when smoking that cigarette. Look, yeah. I don't know if I don't know if Leonardo DiCaprio was twelve or thirty in this movie, but like a blue-eyed, adorable, uh, the, the hunk smoking a cigarette, looking at the stars. That's that's dreamboat material right there, folks. <laughs> I'm I'm with you. I I'm I'm I think his charisma he's just so charismatic as Leo. Do you guys remember Leo Fever like how crazy people were for him like during this Romeo and Juliet through Titanic scene? Oh yeah. I remember watching uh Growing Pains and him being like the homeless kid on Growing Pains. Yes. I was <laughs> going to bring that I was going to bring that up. Uh 
I was going to make a joke that he got his charisma from uh, aping Alan Thicke. <laughs> but That's yeah, where he, Robin Thicke got his. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Do you think Leo and Robin Thicke ever hung out or maybe still hang out? Oh, that's a good question. Cause, um, but yeah, I, I'm amazed we made it to episode 38 before we talked about the Leo Growing Pains connection. And I just love that it was one of those shows where they're into the fifth or sixth season and they said, oh, we need new stuff to do. Oh, hey, Kirk Cameron's going to befriend a homeless kid. <laughs> was, wait, was he really a homeless kid in Growing Pains? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, oh, it was... No. Uh, I watched way too much Growing Pains, and uh, Mike, Mike Seaver, that was Kirk Cameron's character, somehow he ended up as a substitute teacher in the later seasons, but it was uh, it was in the, the really rough school, so it was kind of like a welcome back Cotter situation, and he befriended... Um, actually, the, the Luke, his name was Luke on the show, and I don't know why I know this... But yeah, and he found out that he was homeless, and so then he went to go live with the Seavers. Uh, while you mentioned Kirk Cameron, I did a quick search to find out if James Cameron is related to Kirk Cameron in any way. And luckily, Yahoo Answers was there for us. Uh, in Pogera 922, a decade ago, said, no, they are not related. Uh, and the person who asked, um, asked if James Cameron, who hates Jesus, while Kurt Cameron loves Jesus, are they related? And this girl said, and there's not one word quoted from James Cameron that he hates Jesus. The man is a storyteller, makes sci-fi movies and causes sensationalism. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the film. <laughs> wow. Would so you thank guys you, Yahoo be, Answers. be more worried about your daughter bringing home Kurt Cameron or Leonardo DiCaprio? Oh my God, that's such a good question. Because Leo is constantly partying on boats with like, you know that thing he does where he like rents a boat and just takes 30 models out on a boat? Yeah. yeah. Isn't isn't it called, uh, maybe Rob will have to bleep this, but the Pussy Posse? Yeah. Yes. It's like that him and like Toby Maguire. Yeah. And that dude from Entourage. Oh. But, um, it's a really disappointing, like, everyone but him. Like, you'd be like, man, he must, like, party with the coolest guys ever. And they're mostly all so lame. Yes. <laughs> I guess yeah. he wants to make sure he's the coolest guy there. Oh, yeah. Well, I th- my answer would be I would rather have her come home with Leonardo DiCaprio because it's not going to work out, but at least, you know, her she won't. Like, I'd just be afraid of the things that Kirk would be telling her. I don't think... You know, Leonardo DiCaprio might tell her he loves her a few times, but, you know, nothing worse than that. Yeah, he might break her heart, but other than that, it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> and give her an STD. <laughs> Celebrities don't have STDs. She's going to, she won't end up bankrolling some Left Behind sequel or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that the thing about Kirk Cameron, though, okay, look, if your daughter's dating Leo, she knows what she's getting. She's exactly. going to have like a fun weekend with a celebrity and she's going to have stories to tell at the, at the senior fo- folks home. Yeah. But if she dates Kirk Cameron, she might get like brainwashed. Exactly. You got stay away from Cameron at all costs. You got to it's a no Cameron zone in my house. <laughs> what if it was uh, Kirk Cameron or James Cameron? Would either of your answers change? 
See, I'd hang out with James Cameron. Yeah, I like I like James Cameron because I get the sense that he would be like so in love with his dumbass camera rigs that he like <laughs> wouldn't have any time to do anything terrible to my daughter. He would just be like, "I built this new green screen set and I built this headset and this and that." And it's just like, okay, this guy's harmless. James Cameron with like his camera rigs is like your you know your uncle with his uh with his train set in the basement you know where he's like oh no let me show this to you and it's like forty minutes of him just showing off his his uh his equipment. What if you could go to Kirk Cameron's birthday party with us uh, with Subways? Do you guys know what, what I'm talking about? I don't know. No. What you mean. I'm so sorry. Um, have you seen those photos of Kirk Cameron having the saddest birthday ever? And it's just like him and a pile of Subway sandwiches. No. Oh, thank, you, thank you. I need to look it up right now. No, I, <laughs> I, didn't know I cannot I believe this up. This. Yeah. Everyone go look this up. Just uh, sad. Oh, sad birthday photo. Yeah. Like Google Kirk Cameron, sad birthday. And there's these, it's this photo of him. And I think it's his wife in the background. Oh no. Have you guys found it? I'm found oh, it. Yeah, man. <laughs> Let's she describe looks- the picture. It's a, uh, it's him at like a a table with a cake and like four a cake, subway cake sandwiches. That was clear, cake that was clearly purchased at a gas station. Yes, and one like orange juice container. And while they're serving. at the gas, while they're at the gas station buying the cake, they're like, "Oh, this is one of those with the subway attached." And then to there's, it. and then there are five plates, each of which has a wrapped subway sandwich on it. They didn't even get a party sub. It's just individual subs, and I. I can't believe that no one else had heard of this because this was a big meme, I don't know, two or three years ago. I'm okay. really surprised Joe didn't know about this. It was posted in 2011, making this okay. a, a six-year-old meme. Um, <laughs> the article that I'm looking at is from the website Film Drunk, and the headline oh. reads, Kirk Cameron swears his birthday party was actually super fun and everyone <laughs> came. <laughs> <laughs> Kirk Cameron is forever in fourth grade. They had a ball pit I mean, and everything, guys. I'm not owned. Have, not owned. He would have invited all his friends. No one would be left behind. <laughs> well, this is. I, I'm sorry to. I'm sorry no, to, no. to uh, interrupt here, but this is definitely the cake from Kentucky Fried Chicken. Oh man, <laughs> I hope it is. I hope that they made two separate fast food stops for because it was Kirk's birthday. I guarantee you, just do me a favor, Google Kentucky Fried Chicken chicken chocolate cake. Do a side-by-side <laughs> comparison. I'm not just like zipping in, this is the cake. Uh, I think you're right because yeah, I, it it looks pretty similar. I, I remember. Same drizzle pattern, same <laughs> bunch shape, same so- fast food patois. <laughs> Are there Subway KFCs? Like, there's uh, Taco Bell and KFCs, right? Those are the two that combine and have, like, their superstores. Sometimes there are Pizza Hut Taco Bells, too. I think they're all owned by the same megacorp. Yeah, Subway's owned by someone else. Yum. Yep. And I I think eventually Yum got acquired by Pepsi. Yeah, I Mm. feel like Pepsi is somehow involved in all this. So she, I mean... So whoever set up this party did go to two different restaurants is what it sounds like. Yeah. What if it Man. was the Yum KFC Titanic? 
the Young KFC Titanic? Isn't that the name of a stadium? It's Yum KFC Arena or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah, University of Louisville plays at the Yum Center or something like Center. that. Okay, well done. Nice pull. I got, be... a, I got a question about this Titanic boat. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's a ship. It's a ship, by the way. Pardon me. got a question about this ship. Why is... Why is it always so easy for her to hang out at the front of the ship? Right. So you think there would be a lot of people at the front of the ship wanting to hang off the ship, hanging out at the front of the ship. Seems like every time she needs to do something dramatic, it's like the front of the ship is there's just like no line. Well, we 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 talked about this a little bit earlier when she's at the front. We're in the back here, but the idea is that these areas are not accessible for the public they, they, you can't just go to the edge of a ship and like hang out like that okay in fact there's even a sign that you sort of see a little bit in this minute this red sign that says i still can't figure out this sign um it says, this vessel has triple screws keep clear of the blades which i'm assuming that's about the propeller i yeah. would guess but why is it all the way up there a and b wouldn't the only people that would need to know up there be the people on the ship? So shouldn't it be facing I think in? It's, it's for other boats. Oh. So, I mean, they wouldn't get that close to it, would they? They might look uh, with We a just saw glass. the opening scene where there's boats like 10 feet away from it when it was pulling away, remember? We were I making jokes about it. I guess. Or was that someone else recording under your name? <laughs> <laughs> also, they could use binoculars. Yeah, I just thought like... I thought it seemed like a sign you would have for potential jumpers. You'd be like, hey, don't jump because of <laughs> don't, don't jump in the middle of the ocean. You might get cut. <laughs> you know, for all that sort of stuff. Yeah, Very I don't genius. know, Serials. I don't know why. Uh, there's a lot of time spent at the front and the back of the ship. Um, and no, Also, you're right. A, you shouldn't be able to get there. And B, there's no one else there. Don't you think on like night two this is something you would do? Or your first night on the ship is like, hang out and check it out? Well, you have to remember, number one, all the rich people, they're on boats all the time. This is not anything, you know, magical to them. Yeah, it's the first thing she says is she's like, oh, it doesn't look any bigger than the, what's it called? Oh, yeah. Some shit that she'd been on. Mauritania, I think. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then the the riffraff, technically, I don't think they'd have been allowed outside at this hour. They'd have to (laughs) go. Curfew? Yeah. (laughs) That did not have a curfew for them. I don't know. I mean, you'd think that all the rich people would want them to go down with the other mole people and just, you know, be poor down there together, but out of sight. Um, Asterios, I do have a comment about you mentioned Kate Winslet's crying. That's right. Um, So apparently this scene wasn't shot like in a couple days or like in one night. They like had to keep spacing out when they shot the scene throughout the entire shoot. So they had to do it a, like a you know it was different nights spread out, and so uh, Kate Winslet talked about how it was difficult because she had to keep like you know to force yourself to cry as an actress is difficult, and they had to keep doing it over and over again, and so she had a hard time crying uh, every time. So what they did is they just what they did this. is they had her they had her get married to James Cameron right real quick, <laughs> and then she, she was pretty much crying nonstop until it got annulled 20 minutes later. <laughs> yeah, it was either that or she got invited to Kurt Cameron's birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that poor woman. <laughs> um, so what James Cameron did, or what the crew did, is they just blew this like special smoke into her eyes, 
and it would sting what? her eyes and it, it would start to make her cry and she talks about how how much it stung and it sounds awful was it mustard gas <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like this sounds like when they they train people in the army to know what tear gas is like and they lock them in a room with it for 5 minutes. It's just James Cameron macing her. Uh it reminds me of that story about uh the the exorcist and the scene at the end after the priest has fallen down the stairs and the other priest is trying to give him the last rites and uh William Friedkin shot it countless times and the old priest wasn't or the the priest giving the last rites wasn't doing it the way he wanted and he wasn't reacting as shaken as he said so Friedkin hit him and then taped it <laughs> really yeah so like when you see that he's kind of shaking as he gives that guy the last right it's because William Friedkin just roughed him up so I imagine that's James Cameron's angle oh man well uh Joe Duff Estrios, do you guys have anything else on this minute uh, one thing I was going to say, um, and this, maybe this is more the next minute, but I think last week we talked about how uh, DiCaprio is not great in this movie, I, but I do think that him and Kate Winslet have great chemistry. I, yeah. don't, I don't notice a- any of the times that I think, oh, he delivered that line really badly. It's not usually with Kate Winslet. It's usually when he's talking to someone else. Yeah, it, I think he's great in this. Is it possible that the reason you're not noticing his bad acting with Kate Winslet is that he's the so camera's dreamy? cutting a lot to Kate Winslet? Uh, that could be it, too. Because <laughs> I noticed that in uh, in Star Wars The Last... Not The Last Jedi, in Star Wars The Force Awakens, like, Every time there's a scene with uh, Princess Leia in it, they're cutting to Harrison Ford like 95% of the time. Yeah. To kind of be like, uh, let's <laughs> ixnay on this person who <laughs> hasn't acted in 40 years. Hey. <laughs> so, yes. Just, just putting it out there that it's like, uh, you know, James Cameron is a perv. I think that he wants the camera to like linger on like this attractive young lady. Just a thought. I mean... I think you're right because especially on the next minute there are some interesting angles and that the camera <laughs> yes <laughs> that uh that sort of highlight certain assets for Kate Winslet and as um, and as we know this was written directed and edited by Cameron so <laughs> from from conception to completion <laughs> uh do you guys have anything else on this minute um no, all I have is I've never seen Titanic because <laughs> my whole life I've been told it sucks. And it's like, well, why would I intentionally go see a movie that sucks? But this one minute of Titanic has like every Titanic trope that I have come to expect. Like handsome young boy, dreaming, dreamy blue eyes super attractive girl acting hysterical crying contemplating suicide off the edge of a boat yeah it's like as you do as, as you do this this could this is like i think this movie like really encapsulates this minute encapsulates this whole movie in my opinion 
Well, yeah. that's kind of what we're trying to do here. Just try to get more people to give this small little indie movie a chance. <laughs> the, this this scene does encapsulate everything about the first half of Titanic. It's essentially, I would argue, two movies. You have this like melodramatic uh, romance at the beginning, and then you have a, a really incredible disaster film in the second half. But the thing is, she's looking over the edge, and so this even has like danger the ocean is dangerous there's a triple bolted propeller that will slice you to pieces like yeah granted like nobody pulls a little gun out of their waistcoat and or, or any of that bullshit but um but i will say this by the way i've never seen titanic i've seen the red letter media titanic review three times <laughs> which is roughly equal in screen time to one whole titanic Okay. <laughs> so I could have seen Titanic, but that's true. You know it. You know it well. Um, before before we let you go, can you can you let our listeners know about uh, about where they can hear more from you? Oh my goodness, yes! It's my favorite thing to do. You can <laughs> you can listen to my podcast Science Friction at the uh, you can go to www.sciencefriction.fun. It's a real website. And, um, <laughs> And uh, that's awesome. It's, it's a sci-fi comedy game show where comedians earn points for having the correct opinions about sci-fi. So, for example, if you've already like judged the porgs, that you're <laughs> yeah. that you're not getting points because <laughs> it's like, what if <laughs> these porgs are great? Like, we don't know. We don't know about these porgs yet. Like, you can't. I mean, I get it. Ewoks scary, but. From what my friend tells me, the Porks might help Chewbacca get over the death of Han Solo. And yeah. it's like, that's great job, Porks, if that's the case. <laughs> they're, they're crisis counselors. That's what, that's what she told me. She works for Nerdist, and she's like, I literally know all you possibly could know about Porks. And here's what I believe the Porgs role is. <laughs> so is the, correct, is the correct answer that you should have no opinion about them until you see the movie? Yes. The correct opinion about Porgs is like, don't buy into this whole clickbait hate hype about the Porgs. Like, you don't know the Porgs. How would um, you like it if somebody judged you based on a single frame of you screaming while next to a Jedi and a bear in a cool spaceship? <laughs> so, uh, on the subject of points, how many points would Rob receive or lose for arguing that Tom Selleck would have been as good an Indiana Jones as Harrison Ford? Um, honestly, that's a push because what? Yeah. yeah, he would. Thank you. But I, but I don't think that's like a crazy opinion to have. I think what? I don't think it's a crazy <laughs> opinion. Like, uh, all right, because Tom Selleck was killing it every week on Magnum PI. He, he was, sure was absolutely killing it. He was killing it in in Three Men and a Baby. And honestly, when you think of relationships, <laughs> it's a phrase you don't friends, hear often. <laughs> you don't. When you think of like love and friends, you don't necessarily think of Chandler and Monica. You think of Tom Selleck and Monica. Great point. <laughs> At least I do. It's like, look, I get it. You settled for Chandler. I get it. Like, you're getting older. You don't want to be alone for the rest of your life, Chandler. <laughs> but Tom Selleck was that. That's where the that's where the money was in Friends. Yeah, 
And to be clear, on the show, the correct answer, though, is what's closest to your opinion as well, right? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, yes, exactly. My opinions are the correct answers because that's just the way it is. Have the science show. fiction films of James Cameron made it on to your game show? Like okay. Aliens or The no, Abyss? I'm not going to watch those. They look scary. Hey, <laughs> let's talk about The Abyss real quick. Hey, I don't want to see Chris Elliott in danger. I don't. <laughs> that's not that's not what I go to Chris Elliott for. And then B, aliens like, oh, they're all around us, man. They're all over us, man. It's like, look, I'm not going to watch it. I don't think I've ever seen a James Cameron movie. Terminator 2, too scary. That guy's arms turn into knives. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I saw Avatar. Oh, and, my God. And, oh, and you've seen Avatar. one James Cameron movie. I saw Avatar, and I was like, man, the the CGI with all the blue guys was dumb. I was like, but the CGI where they were just like humans in the base was amazing. <laughs> and then my friend, again, Joan, was like, no, that was live action. And I was like, well, then that whole movie was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, <laughs> do either of you guys have anything else for Minute 38 or Titanic in general before we, uh, before we close this one up? Nah, I think we've punished we've we've given the people enough they're not paying for this thank you to Uh, asterios yeah thanks a lot asterios for being on thank you guys for booking me you guys are the best right thanks a lot and uh we'll be back uh tomorrow for a minute 39